Hello and welcome to Canine Hooper's World, the podcast. A whole new world of fun. Everyone's invited. Hello everybody and welcome to Canine Hooper's World, the podcast. This is episode 44. We are on the lead up to Christmas and this is a special episode. If you have any friends with children, if you are going to be visiting families with kids, or if you're going to have visiting children to your house, please, please, please like, share and let people listen to this podcast because we are talking all about kids and dogs today. And Christmas is a time where a lot of dogs come into contact with children they may not be used to and vice versa. So today I want to welcome you, um, Debbie. Hello. How are you? Hello, good, good, thank you. How are you? I'm very well, my darling. So, Debbie, just for the listeners, tell us who you are, what do you do? So, uh, I'm Debbie Lakin from uh, Kids Around Dogs. I founded Kids Around Dogs uh, a year ago. And uh, um, I am a behaviorist, I'm a dog trainer. And uh, uh, what Kids Around Dogs is, is an association of professionals. So that's dog professionals, such as uh, trainers, groomers, behaviorists, uh, and so on. Uh, but also children professionals, such as teachers and uh, teaching assistants and so on. And uh, we uh, specialize in working with families who have children and dogs and to make sure that they can live happily and safely, most importantly, together. Uh, we also help children who are scared of dogs. I've designed a very successful protocol to overcome the fear of dogs in children. And uh, um, we also go and visit schools and have uh, school talks. And that's why um, I've decided to open up CAD to uh, school teachers and, and school workers so that they can effectively bring in the knowledge of dogs uh, to children in school during school hours. Um, so this is um, exactly that. So before we get any further, I have to ask, where is your gorgeous accent from? Because honestly, <laughs> your voice is so soothing. This I feel this is going to be a relaxing episode just because <laughs> your voice is just so like, oh, I can just listen for hours. Where, where's your accent from? Uh, I'm from the south of Switzerland. So that's the Italian part of Switzerland. The accent is Italian. Yeah. OK, because I was like, I'm kind of picking up like a little bit of Italian but it's the same else but if it's kind of on the border that would be why I was because I'm used to more of a, a southern Italian right yeah it would be um, accent Italian would be a bit stronger tend to be stronger and yeah. <laughs> well um, it's lovely and I hope the listeners enjoy listening as much as I am <laughs> so let's talk about kind of what made you start kids around dogs what was the kind of thought process behind it because you have young uns as well as dogs don't you yes so i have one child one daughter molly and uh, um she was born with dogs around you know we, we had a dog before she was born and uh, so to me that was her normality so i didn't see anything weird but then when she started having you know play dates and starting to have uh, different humans in the house little humans I've noticed how some were overconfident around dogs and literally like in their face, mm-hmm. um, which was making my uncomfortable. And so mm, this is not right. Um, and then I've also noticed so many kids being scared of dogs, which was so sad because I thought, gosh, you're missing out on the best 
pictures in the world you know yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and also they're missing out on a lot of things is uh, you know speaking to the parents are like oh we can't go to the park because there are dogs we can't go to the beach because there are dogs oh maybe they shouldn't have a play date at your house because you have dogs I was like oh my gosh that's so that is stopping you from living effectively yeah, so there were yeah. you know the two the two mm, uh, kind of uh, different side of the coins that you have children are way too confident and kids that are terrified and either side is not good yeah. um and so I started looking into this and trying to find solutions and you know see what was already out there and realized that in England in, in the UK we didn't really have anything um I, I found some in America that is family pause resources yeah the family pause yeah. resources are really really good the American yeah, stuff very, very really good, good with their resources um, Exactly, and you know the, the lady running it is brilliant. Uh, but also, oh gosh, it's in, it's in America, isn't it? It just doesn't feel uh, kind of local enough, if you know what I mean. Yes. Um, and so I wanted something here that I could relate to, if you like. So um, I've started it, um, and then officially a year ago, because the, the process obviously took a little bit longer. From saying our poop as well, it's not like a, you wake up one day. And no, you don't wake up one day. It takes a little while. <laughs> no, it was uh, quite a, quite a few years of, of thinking about it and how to make it happen, what you need, what you know, doing mm-hmm. the right researches as well. There are different children as well, different kind of um, uh, situations and family situations and uh, adoptions of pregnancy. What are the world of teenagers like? So it's just so different. Um, and so when I felt I was ready enough, um, which was a year ago on the 6th of December, uh, um, uh, yeah, 2020. So it's like um, the anniversary. That's amazing. Um, so that was when I said, okay, now we are ready to open up to other professionals that, you know, that could help and, and go across the country. And, uh, and, really unexpectedly um there were then different uh, people from other countries approaching me as well which is lovely so now we have some people in the us some people in canada and uh we have someone in ireland as well so it's you know really lovely to see how it's, it's coming together so nicely good and that is why really because i saw uh i saw firsthand that there was a problem um, we, you know, when when Molly's friends were over, or even at the school gates, you know, noticing other children uh, and the dogs, the reaction of dogs, they were quite unhappy. <laughs> We'd be surrounded by five hundred kids. Um, so, <laughs> I'm not gonna but, lie, I wouldn't be happy being surrounded. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine all those children touching you all the time? All the germs coming towards you, like all the germs. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure the dogs will think, oh my God, the germ, did you sanitize your hands? <laughs> but no, all the, all the hands and sticky things. And the yeah. thing is that dogs that aren't used to being around children, children move differently. They're very quick. Um, they're very squeaky. Children are very squeaky. They might like that. <laughs> but that's the thing. Some dogs will find that really arousing and exciting, but some dogs can actually find that quite scary and worrisome. I mean, I've got kind of... Dodge is fairly neutral with children, but I'm mindful just because of his size um, and because sometimes he decides that a person isn't on his list. So we're... We're very mindful with him around kids and visiting children. Like he has a harness on and we just make sure that he's 
okay and if he gets a little bit overexcited he just goes in his bed munchkin our little stuffy mixed girl mm. the children that she knows so like kind of nephews goddaughters stuff like that she's okay with but if a random child came up to her like she she doesn't like it she's scared of children um the situation she came from as a puppy there was a little girl in the house that was screaming at her would like sort of call her over and then scream and squeal um and that would have been at sort of six weeks of age so she she had a negative experience with squeaky children because older children she's fine with it seems to be kind of that age four to eight is her sort of oh I don't like those very much they're a bit scary um and you know I tried doing some desensitization stuff with her I used to walk her um near a school playground during lunchtime so all the kids were out playing and loads of treats and reinforcement and playing while there was the noise of children but would I allow a small person to just run over to her and say hi no (laughs) the chihuahuas love children the chihuahuas think children are great they drop food they generally have food on them. They can lick them up their nose. They have sticky fingers. The chihuahuas are like, yes, yeah, small people. We can bring it on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, I kind of have all the extremes of dog in my house, really, of one that's kind of, I would say, neutral, one that's a bit fearful, and two that are overconfident. And I let's talk about the overconfidence, first of all, because dogs that are overconfident around children can be problematic. Indeed, yeah, yeah. They can jump at the kit. You know, they can even just really wagging their tail. You know, some breed have this uh, kind of whippy tail can be quite painful. <laughs> Staff know? lab house, like, yeah, her tail is like, whoosh. yeah, it's like, a, yeah, 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 yeah. So, and it's hurting us grown ups. Can you imagine a kid? It's just literally. Well, that's the thing that for us, it's like leg height. For a child, it's like face height. <laughs> yeah, it would hurt big time, you know. You chuck them on the floor. But yeah, so there is. <laughs> Uh, it, it could happen so um there is that that when you have an overexcited dog um and say an overexcited dog and an overexcited cat, uh, child might not be you know ideal and what would generally happen then then the kid suddenly go oh my gosh this dog is jumping or this dog is you know it's too much too much or whatever and uh, uh so the kid might start running away because they go, oh I'm, i should be scared of this and it's just it's a vicious circus isn't it? and a child running yeah. away for a dog that's already excited no, no then you've got to play and uh, just never ending it's never ending and then mum picks the child up oh take your dog away blah blah blah, blah. <laughs> yeah and it just, just ends yeah <laughs> yeah it's not gonna end well. i mean really kids that are kind of a bit nervous around dogs and dogs that are a bit nervous around kids if they just kind of ignore each other then it's fine <laughs> the best yeah that's actually that's the best case scenario is it everyone just ignore everyone else and it'll be fine <laughs> things that very often actually kids who are scared of dogs or uh, or even if they're not full-on scared they start to be wary and that's kind of where the fear uh, begins in a way um they you know they might tend to move away or they might tend to climb on the parents or ask to be picked up um, and there are generally things that could be interesting to a dog. Even if a dog is wary of the kid, it will suddenly go, oh, you're doing something different. What is it? You know, let me, maybe I could come and check it out. You know, yeah. maybe I'm, I'm, the curiosity overcomes the fear in, in the dog. It might go, I might 
come and have a look what you're doing. Or if it gets picked up by a grown-up and maybe it's a grown-up the dog knows, it might feel more confident to, to approach. And then obviously the child will be scared. You know, it's, uh, there, is, there, are, there could be consequences um, that might not be necessarily positive, even yeah. if the child is scared. You know, you think, oh, maybe if the child is scared, it's actually better because yeah. you stay away from the dog. But actually the reaction that the child might have could could be interesting from a dog. What's one thing that and you've just sort of made me think like when when we have like the nephews visit here, um, Dodge is kind of just hanging around and he's fine until mm -hmm. someone goes pick one of the kids up and straight away he's over there and he's like, put it down, put it on the floor, don't pick <laughs> it up. Put it down. <laughs> he's like, do not pick the child up, put it on the floor. It has legs, put it on the floor. Um, and I don't know why, but he does have this real thing of Children being carried, he's not comfortable with it. Whether he thinks that the adult is maybe upsetting the kid by picking it up. I mean... Sorry, everyone. Postman arrived, caused complete chaos and interruptions. We are back. Um, yeah, so as I was saying, like, yeah, Dodge doesn't really like people picking children up, which is actually quite uh. interesting because why... Is it because the person suddenly has two heads and he can't tell it's two people? Is it that he thinks that the adult shouldn't be touching the child that way and he wants them to put them down? I don't know what it is. Obviously, they can't tell us. Um, and maybe it is because sometimes the kid's being picked up because they've maybe got a bit like they're crying a little bit. They're a bit grisly. They're getting a bit like overtired. And he's like, wow, you picked the kid up and made it cry. Put it down. Put it down. You made it cry. You, yeah, you made it you cry. <laughs> You can tell I don't have children, can't you? I'm really sorry. Yeah. If I'm offending any parents right now, um, I'm sorry, I don't mean to, but I'm not qualified with children. This is why I have Debbie on the podcast to talk about children. I'm not qualified. Uh, it's perfectly fine. As long as you don't go randomly picking up kids. Oh, no, 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 never. No, right, so here we go. Here's our little top tip. Never randomly go around picking up other yeah, people's yeah. children or other people's dogs. If they oh, don't yeah, that's the other one actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they don't belong to you, don't pick them up. Don't, don't leave them. Leave them. Leave them be. <laughs> well, I have. Uh, I don't know if you know. I have two dogs. Uh, one is a gold retriever who is not that easy to pick up, and the other one is a pug. And uh, although he, you know, he does like his pizza bones, so he's a little bit on the chunky side. And some people go and pick him up because he's little. You know, he's a pug. Is it pick him up? And, I'm, and then they regret it, I tell you, though. When they're actually heavier than he looks, they go, oh, my God. And they you mean when they've just put their back out because he's actually yeah. that chunky? They're like, oh, okay. It would have been easier to pick up the gold retriever. But, and, but, but why would you pick up somebody else's dog? Yeah. It's just, uh, you know, if he's someone that I might know very well and they ask, and I would say, no, don't, because he doesn't like it anyway. But a random person that oh that's so sweet and they tried to pick it up I'm like what are you doing hello <laughs> I'm, do I know you because <laughs> the oh, thing dear. is right if someone went to randomly pick up your child yeah, I'm assuming that like, you'd be like what are you doing get off my kid why would you do it to a dog it's basically the same thing like just but I tell you when I when I was pregnant and I see that you know that another pregnant woman will tell you and you have you know you have the bump. And people feel free to go and touch your mom. Oh, hello. No. What are you doing? <laughs> right. You so doing? here we go. This, this is a public service announcement. <laughs> if you come across a pregnant lady 
do not. Do not just randomly touch her bump because that is rude. Also, that's like me. That'd be like someone coming up and just touching my hair. Like, yeah, no, it's randomly weird. Yours, don't touch it. There we go. Yeah. I mean, it's fine if it's your husband, but if it's your mother, your sister, your friend, best friend, even just a random acquaintance, it's still not, it's still weird. But, you know, people, like people just feel free with you. Say, if you're not direct family, like, you should ask because that's, like, just rude. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Just uh, tell you what's so common, and I'm sure a lot of other uh, pregnant women would tell you the same thing. How people just feel free to rub the Buddha belly. <laughs> there is a baby in there. <laughs> Leave it. <laughs> like this has baffled me. Like I'm, I'm genuinely like, why would you touch someone else's like baby bump? Like that's their baby bump. Don't be touched. Okay, that's weird. Right. Anyway, <laughs> back back to dogs and actual oh, yes. children. <laughs> So with Christmas coming, let's talk about Christmas first of all, because people are likely to be either visiting family. And if you are taking the dogs, um, make sure you you can put them somewhere away from people or you have a crate with you or at least a bed your dog can go and lay on where everyone leaves them alone. I think the rule I used to kind of give um, clients that had children and stuff was if the dog is in the bed, everybody leaves the dog alone mm -hmm. it'd, be, it'd be nice if it was that easy though with kids like, <laughs> like that's you know. i think i mean i used to with um with families that had smaller kids we used to use a pen or a crate so there was an actual physical barrier yeah. that that small person was not allowed past the magic barrier of the dog's sanctuary mm -hmm. yeah to be fair i actually um if, if there are kids that are going visit, I wouldn't bring the crate because the crate can be too too much of a temptation for a child to kind of loom over and look at the Ah, uh, okay, good to know, good enough. to know. And, you know, unless you have literally eyes everywhere and really, and yeah, completely safe for the child, but really unfair on the dog, isn't it? Mm -hmm. The dog is trapped in there and it's supposed to be a safe place and actually there are like... And there's a little monster at the side, yeah, like... Yeah. And, and oh, also wow. I, I, the kid, and so maybe the dog is not used to children, and suddenly you have this miniature human looking at you and maybe poking you through the bed, through the you know the the crate because the kid doesn't know any better either. Yeah. It, so sometimes the crate can be a little bit of a recipe for disaster there, mm -hmm. um, unless if you think that your dog absolutely adores the crate, and then you can put the crate in a separate room. And the door, is, the door is closed, possibly locked, uh, so that the child cannot go in, then that's different. That's fine. Okay, that's a good idea. That's a good tip. Yeah, because I hadn't thought of that, because to me, this is why we need this conversation, because me not having children, I'm like, well, just tell the kid not to go near the crate. I'm assuming it's not that simple. <laughs> it's not that simple. One thing that I, I like to do, because I like, probably, you know, I love involving kids in, mm -hmm. in everything that we do. I think it's unrealistic to think, right, okay, the child is not going to touch the dog until the child is 18 years old. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not going to happen, is it? It's not going to happen. So instead, I like to involve the children, but in a positive way. So the mm -hmm. kids learn to be around the dogs. The dog gets nicely used to children. You know, everyone's happy. Um, so, oh, sorry. That's all right, so, don't worry. <laughs> um, that actually threw me off as I got the ring. <laughs> 
It's the hey, way, I've um, already had a postman. You've now had a phone call, but yeah, even <laughs> Um, so yes, yeah, so I like, you know, I like the kids to be involved. So what I, I would do as well, like I, I get them to write or to do a coloring of do not disturb sign. And then uh, say that I use the playpen rather than the plate. Like I said, I would have the playpen and I would have the kids decorating the playpen. So do you want to be involved with the kids, with the dog? Perfectly fine, but let's do something different. Right, let's decorate the, the playpen lovely signs that they've colored or they've drawn or they you know they can draw a dog and a and a line in the middle as in like mm -hmm. a patch or whatever um can be anything you know the kids can be as creative as they want and to be fair they can even put glitter on it it doesn't matter as I'm long as it's my house <laughs> i'm promoting the use of extra glitter and sparkle on the do not disturb sign i will endorse that you know <laughs> go on color it up can, literally can have so much fun with the kids in that respect, can you? And then you put these signs around the, the playpen. They have been part of it. They, they, you know, they got a little bit of that out of the system, something to do out of their system as well. And they they be much more prone to respect that because they have created it. Yeah. And then I like to, to teach the children what the recall for the dog is. So uh, hopefully it's already in place if it's a visiting dog. So if they're desperate, right, and they go, but I really, really, really want to interact with the dog and they won't let you, just will not leave you alone, but okay, but don't go in the crate or don't go in the playpen, you know, don't disturb the god, the dog in his, the god, <laughs> the god, <laughs> and it's not the dog, <laughs> quite possibly, in his sleeping area. Yeah. Let's call the dog out. Yeah. So what I would do, I would show them why. This is what I use. I use, uh, for instance, hand touch for a recall mm -hmm. or come or whatever. So then I will open the playpen myself and I'll say, okay, now you go touch and let the dog come to you. So we don't disturb the dog ever. If we're, if we're really nagging you and you go, you know what, this is, if I don't do it, if I don't help them, they are just going to do it themselves. Yeah. And that's going to be a problem. So, right, okay, I'm going to be with you. We're going to supervise this. We're going to call the dog out rather than annoy him. And we're going to do some, maybe some sniff work, uh, some little tricks, you know, yeah. whatever, you know, a little bit of a play with a tuck toy, a long tuck toy. Yeah, so <laughs> make sure there is room between the teeth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And there'll be things, what I, what I would think about, there'll be things my dog already knows, like a tuck toy. I'm not going to present a the toy for the first time my dog's never seen it i would have something you know my dog is seen and i know that the dog will go at the end of the tag toy rather than come up to my hand yeah so that the child is also safe um if, uh, if we are going to go for a walk i would use a lead where um i i love this stormridge lead it has a city handle in the middle mm -hmm. so i hold that part and the child holds the end of the lead so if the dog were to pull uh, me, the grown-up, feels the pull, but not the child. So it's all yeah. safe. And if the child lets go of his part of the lead, it's fine. You know, the, 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 that part will just drop by my side and I'm still got the dog and everything's fine. Yep. Or having yeah. two leads. So one that the adult oh, is attached to yeah. and one that the child is attached the, to. <laughs> the problem with the two lead thing, there is a bit of a problem with that, is that if the child were to drop the lead, it would it could eat the dog so it might not be nice right or okay. i've seen some children like kind of using the lead to like uh dangle it around and start messing around with it and sometimes they walk the dog 
poor form of your blood. And uh, again, if you have a dog that is a little bit of a puller with a double, uh, with two leads, the, dog, the child would also feel the dog pulling, mm -hmm. not just the grown up. So that's a little bit of a problem. But if, you know, if you can see, it's still better than obviously handing the lead to the the child and go. Yeah. Like so, here we go. This is do the next bit of health and safety risk yeah. assessment. Do not give the child full responsibility of the dog, especially if it's not a dog that they live with. Because I see this in the park and on the way to the park, like next to roads small people attached to the dog and the small person is solely in charge of that dog yeah yeah and there is a road and i'm like i'm pretty sure there should be a lead on the child and the dog attached to the adult yeah 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 it's got to be something because you can't but i tell you i see i look at my window and i see that all the time as well see little children uh walking alone walk or well, maybe there is a parent at a distance or sometimes even not um, walking the dog alone and actually very often it's the dog walking the kid but that's <laughs> that's a whole different story. well but, I mean yeah, let's face it if we cool. if we attached like say um to my goddaughter's five bless her if we attached her to dodge and went off you go for what like she's just going to be like a little dolly attached to him like, <laughs> <laughs> as you watch them go into the wilderness together with her bouncing along the floor like it's not going to end well <laughs> No, and you know what? Most of the time, it really doesn't. And there are so many. I'm sure you you've seen as well. So many YouTube videos and photos of kids walking the dog, and it's super cute. There are toddlers even, and I'm like, oh my god, that is you know. Like the thing is, if that's in like a training area, and you're in an enclosed area, and the kid, and you know the dog's like well trained, and you're going to get the kid to like do a cute video. Yeah. that's fine but doing that next to a road no please do not it's not it's not right it's just not right also don't forget as well that up to a certain age the, although the child can walk the walk is not a secure walk yet yeah so you know they still uh, you know kind of wobble a little bit <laughs> and uh, and like i said even though they walk and you think oh you're all right actually there are so many falls their brain is still not developed they're still coordinating things. So adding uh, the strength of a dog and having to hold the lead as well, you are adding so much uh, more work to the brain and quite possibly a child just simply cannot, the brain of the child cannot do that. It yeah. cannot hold so much information and so much responsibility. So yeah. it's not like, you know, the, um, you, the child is being silly or whatever. It's simply the brain cannot do it. Not yet. Physically, they are not capable of as well, yeah. the yeah. dog. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but that makes sense because, you know, I mean, obviously I understand much more about puppy development than human development. Yeah, yeah, but it's, um, you know, but it's the same principle because puppies are still developing and growing yeah. and until all those growth plates have finished and they've kind of met full height. I mean, some breeds take up to two years to develop fully yeah, in yeah. dogs. So... Because really, humans are a bit of a rubbish species. You know, puppies by four weeks old, eyes are open, ears are open, they're walking around. By six weeks old, they can start eating solids. Babies don't start eating solids till they're, what, like a year five, old or so ridiculous? Like, five, six months, but never mind. <laughs> but yeah. They're just rubbish. They just kind of scream a lot and like poop a lot and don't like, at least puppies, you can like teach cute tricks to and things. <laughs> 
<laughs> Debbie's like, oh my God, this is why Carrie does not have children. <laughs> so uh, Carrie, you're not babysitter. <laughs> and, and yeah. Do you know what? It was an ongoing joke with, with all the small people age three and up. I will only look after them from age three and up because at that point they are capable of explaining to me roughly. At least they can go to the toilet. (laughs) Yeah, I don't do nappies. I did one nappy on my nephew and one of my goddaughter and that's it. Like, no, I'm not doing nappies. Done it. Tried that experience. No, it's not a thing. Yeah, I did it one time. That was it. You did it though. You did it. (laughs) That's hilarious. So we've kind of... I love the idea of getting the kids kind of involved with the dog, especially if dogs and kids are living in the same house together. But if you have a child visiting for a few hours, one day over Christmas, maybe they can see the dog and then maybe just separate them off because it's just. Yeah, that's fine too. Yeah. Uh, On that, uh, the only thing I would say is, well, a couple of things. First is make sure that if you do separate the dog and the child, so if you put the dog, for instance, in a room or whatever, make sure that the dog is happy to be there. Yes. So if you've never done any training with the dog being in a different room or then, you know, on that day, there you go, I'll see you in a couple of hours, the dog will struggle and, you know, it's yeah. really, it's not fair, no, absolutely not. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other thing is, even though you have your dog in that room and you close the door, always supervise where the kid is because a lot of children can open doors <laughs> they're so, like little yeah. ninjas as well like yeah. one minute they're there and then you blink and they've moved and you're like oh my god where are they? that is it yeah yeah so again i was saying before if you can lock the room mm-hmm. that is bad keep the key with you or whatever that is the best and i tell because I'm, I'm speaking for experience like personal myself i had uh, my auntie to always close uh, a room with the key but i always knew where the key was so we would go for dinner and uh, because my brother was older, he didn't have to come. You know, I was the little one. So I had to always go to all those things. Mm-hmm. And I was bored out of my head. So I would go and investigate the houses. And they would let me, oh, it's fine. You know, she's not going to kill anyone. So I would find keys and would open the <laughs> and I would open the door. But that's the thing, though, is that if there's then like random animals around the house, you do, and this doesn't just apply to dogs, guys. This applies to, I mean, cats kind of, if cats don't want to be near someone, they tend to just move away and go away and will do yeah, their I thing. Yeah, I think cats are, because they can also, cats can also kind of climb on things, can they? Yeah, they can kind of get like, on top of the shell and the kid is not going to get them. But even things like different. fish tanks and stuff, you know, if, if you have small people coming to your house and your house is not used to small people, like you do have to pre- for this you're really like we good, joke yeah. that when any of the kids come around we basically puppy proof the house again yeah you should really do that because toddler yeah. proofing and puppy proofing is basically the same principle. it really is yeah 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 cupboards and, and everything anything yeah. that the, the child could reach you know put it up i tell you i tell you a, a story that happened when molly my daughter was two years old we went to visit my family my mom and dad of a house in Italy in the south of Italy so we went there on holiday and they had this coffee table it was all glass a small coffee table and I I went to the toilet and my husband was with Molly and he literally went to get himself a glass of water mm-hmm. and he came back but like you know from the living room to the kitchen like you know the next room basically he came back Molly was on the top of the glass of the coffee table to reach something on the cabin. So the kid, two years old, I kid you not, 
moved this table, this coffee table, which wasn't very heavy, but she moved it, climbed on it to try to reach something on top of uh, one of the cupboards that my mom had there. And the glass broke under her feet. Oh, God. So I, thank God I didn't see that. that. That was scary. My husband telling me that. He saw a witness as he went back in the room, he witnessed Molly just falling through the glass, not a scratch on the kid, nothing. The, cla- the glass, there was glass everywhere, the table was broken. And, but, oh my, and I hear this noise, so I like, you know, wish my come out, what, what happened? She completed. And uh, he was holding on to Molly for the dear of life. And I said, oh my God. And I realized there was something, something happened. He said, the table broke under, <laughs> like what? So I went to see, like, yeah, there was glass everywhere. I checked her over everything. She didn't have a scratch on her, nothing. Crazy. And that was, you know, the time for him to just leave the room, get himself a glass and bottle over the, and that was what, two minutes? Yeah. Yeah, so the kids did it. And dogs are quite the same, and especially for puppies, because they're so curious. And they get themselves in so much trouble yeah. in a matter of seconds. Yeah, 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 exactly <laughs> that. I remember when um, the nephews came to stay, uh, my nephews, they were, oh, tiny. They were little. They were crawling age. Mm. Whatever crawling age is, they were crawling. <laughs> um, and we had, we didn't have Dodge yet, um, but we had the girls and my little terrier. My terrier didn't really like kids, so we just kind of kept him away. But for some reason, the kids always wanted to go to the terrier. And it was like, he's the one that doesn't like children. Please don't go near him. Mm. But I remember um, one day, um, I think it was Edward went crawling across the floor towards one of the chihuahuas. And she sort of gave a little lip curl and he went to stop. And then he went to put his hand and she did a little air snap. And I was like, whoop, and quickly grab child, grab dog. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, oh my God, my sister-in-law is going to be so angry at me because the dog's like, and she was like, Carrie, I'd much prefer your chihuahua air snapped at him than he went near a big dog and got bitten. Oh gosh, yeah. So, you know, was that an ideal lesson? No, of course not. But <laughs> it happened in a split second. Like one minute he was crawling and all of a sudden he just diverted and the chihuahua went, actually, no. Because crawling is really weird for dogs. Most dogs are not yeah. used to small human. Small human. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, even and if I, you crawl, even if you go in a crawling position or on four legs, you're still quite big. Yeah. But a child, then you know, crawling can can be also between like six, seven months old. Some mm-hmm. babies are already on it. Some take longer. Some don't do it at all. But you know, they're physically quite small. Yes. And yes. Um, effectively, they could be about the height of a chihuahua, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Crawling, you know. So that, you know, if I were a dog and I looked at it, I'd probably be like, what the heck are you exactly? But also oh, when we think, when dogs approach each other, when they do it politely, it's on a curve. Yeah. When it's in a kind of more, don't really like using the word aggressive, but that's kind of the stance of it. If two dogs approach each other staring face on, teeth showing which if the kid is smiling their teeth are showing and they're staring in the dog's world that is really really rude intimidating body language but that is perfect for us humans you know that's exactly what we love i i uh contact teeth showing us a smile (laughs) brilliant and also crawling
crawling, you know, some kids when they crawl, they're really fast. Yeah. Especially with the twins, because it was like you had to have two adults mm-hmm. and you had to have a designated twin because trying to like, honestly, like they, I swear they'd look at each other and go, ready, break. And yeah. we'd just go off in opposite directions. And you'd be like, oh my God, which one <laughs> I follow? Like, Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. Kind of just yeah. Luckily, I didn't have twins. <laughs> but, but, but this yeah. is the other thing, isn't it? A lot of children, if a dog does show their teeth, children perceive it as a smile. Now, yeah. some dogs do smile. I've got two that do a wiggly. Oh my god, you're here, and they do a smile. Yeah. Dalmatians do it quite a lot. Some dogs will naturally do a kind of humany smile where they show their teeth a little bit. But the rest of the body is very relaxed and wiggly and like, yeah, you're here. Most dogs, when they are uncomfortable and they've got to the stage of showing their teeth, they are giving eye contact. Mm. As you said, in human, eye contact and teeth is a good thing. But in dog, eye contact and teeth is like, you need to back away now. I'm not comfortable. And that's one thing we can teach all children, that if a dog shows their teeth, it means they're sad. Dogs don't, I would go as far to just teach the kid, if the dog's showing their teeth, they're not happy. Yeah, yeah, and to be fair, you know, I know that you, you know, you mentioned some dogs are different, but the majority is still, you know, it's still not a good sign. Mm. So better safe than sorry, you see, you just, you know, and hopefully don't even get to that point. Yes. Because normally by the time the dog had to show his teeth, it has already showed other signs. Yes. So hopefully we can teach children to even prevent that, mm-hmm. you know, the, the uh, teeth showing there. Yeah. Because I mean, and, things um, like, um, like teaching the dog that if the dog like turns away from them or if they yawn, or if they start licking their lips, that means they're not comfortable. Just move away from them. Like Mm -hmm. that's the dog saying to you, I'm not happy right now. Can you move away, please? Do people teach children this? Or is this just kind of just meant to know it? Like, because adults don't know this. Exactly. I was going to say, I've realized over the year that the most uh, dog owners don't know it, let alone people who don't own a dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but whether you are in a family where there are children, so you 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 have children or foster children or whatever, or, uh, or if you have even children visiting, it really is irrelevant. Even if you have someone who hates kids and doesn't want to have anything to do with them, but there are some people like that. It's fine, you know. There are all sorts of people. Fine, but don't forget that the world is made of children. So yeah, there yeah. are children out there. At some point, your dog is very likely to come across a child. And uh, or say that you are, you know, a, a child lover, absolutely like 25 children in the house, but hate dogs. Don't get it. But <laughs> there are people yeah, like why that. Why would you want 25 children and no dogs? That's just weird. <laughs> but, you know, there are people like that as well. Again, make no mistakes that there are like in the uk alone there are uh, tw- over 12 million dogs aren't there so um at some point it's very likely that your child or your 25 children will come across a dog yes some friends will have dogs so they go and visit uh, at the park there'll be dogs uh, if you go in, in in some shops as well there are dogs pubs and that so 
make no mistake, at some point in their life, they will come across a dog. Mm -hmm. So it's safer to prepare them for that. Yeah. And that's why as well we do school talks and that's why I want to, uh, you know, for teachers to know about dogs um, because, well, because of money, effectively, a lot of schools cannot afford uh, to pay people to come in. Mm -hmm. Or because of time, the curriculum, especially in the UK, is like crammed with, yes. you know, there is English and math, they've reduced even things like uh, anything creative art is almost yeah. gone. It's, oh, you know, music, so light, yeah. pushed down. Gosh, it's, you know, everything so. is so, uh, and the kids are packed with things. Um, so the thought behind this is that, right, during the day, during the school day, every teacher at some point will have those five, ten minutes that they might fill up with some little games even on the board they do that and they tend to be English game you know like yeah. oh find the letters or whatever why don't we make those five ten minutes dog safety stuff instead yes. so if the teachers know about canine body language for example those 10 minutes could be right okay what does lip, lip licking mean so if you mm. see a dog uh, um, yawning and there is uh, there is no bed inside but there are 300 children what do you think it means you know things like this so that the the children can learn in school what you know what they should look out for and how to behave exactly uh, that because i mean the thing is, the i mean this is the stat from america but 77 percent of dog bites come from a family or friend's dog mm -hmm. So this means that dogs that are either in the family home or at friends' homes, um, dogs that are kind of known to the child, that's where most of the bites happen. It doesn't like it does occasionally happen outside in the world, but seventy percent of them come from so dogs that are basically pets, dogs that are in the home around the children. And I think one of the problems is is that. We see lots of, to the untrained eye, are cute pictures of children and dogs. Now you, lady, have just done a very, very amazing thing and actually got a very well-known company to remove an image from their advertising because it was really inappropriate. It was like mm -hmm. a husky or a Malamute and the child. Oh, and husky, yeah. for anyone that knows dogs, they would look at that picture and go, oh, that dog's not happy. But to the untrained eye, oh, look, there's a fluffy dog and a kid. Yeah. And to be fair, the dog alone, gorgeous dog. The baby, you know, the toddler, like I said before, is, is walking there. I know you're like, whatever. I'm like, well, the you kid's know, not as cute as the dog, but yeah. Pet, you know, he's walking to the dog and they were advertising uh, Christmas cards, you know, and look, you can take this video or photo, whatever, and send it to your family. What a beautiful moment. And as you say, to the untrained eyes is, oh, the dog and kid are friends. How lovely. And the kid is hugging the dog and they got, the dog is literally like, pulling itself away there is so much stress in their mouth closed the ears are, everything about the dog was screaming please not this and the dog was enduring it but should he should he have endured it hmm. and also do you want to do these things in in your house and just you watch that video whatever but don't promote it nationally for the whole world to see and possibly repeat and copy and exactly. go, oh, yeah, oh my god look I saw the cutest picture yeah, yeah, the other yeah. day of the kid like the other one I see is um 
people with like newborn babies and yeah. them laying the baby the onto the dog. Now, some dogs would be absolutely fine with that and that's cool. Do you know what would be better? Put the baby propped up on a cushion and if the dog is comfortable around the baby, get a picture of the dog laying next to the baby. You don't have to lay the baby on the dog. But to be fair as well, you know, we, you know, yeah, it's cute to see the baby and the dog, but isn't it nice if maybe mum is between, you know, the two? Yeah, maybe a responsible adult between the, the dog baby. and the child. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, but mentioning that, just uh, I think it was maybe last week, I posted a photo of a dog in that exact situation. The dog was in his bed, beautiful, beautiful doggy, and uh, this lovely baby that must, looked about a couple of months old, two, maybe mm. three months old. Um, and obviously at that age, the baby does not walk, by the way, not dirty crawl. So <laughs> grown up, because I don't understand child development. So I'm like, are they moving at this stage they're, or are they still not, just a potato? Like, yeah, so it's definitely a grown up decided to do this, all right? So it puts the baby, clearly a baby, on the dog, in where the dog is in his bed, right? The dog is not happy with this. And I'm thinking, not only the dog could react to the baby, but why if he's such a good dog that goes, right, I'm just going to move away. The dog stands up, move away. The baby would fall and would hurt his head on the floor because those beds, the dog yeah, beds, are yeah. not very padded. You know, even actually, the padded the dog, ones yeah, are not. Walking away is a really good choice from the dog's point of view. Yes, They're indeed. like, I don't want to hurt this small thing. I'm just going to move away from it. So there, there was not only a lack of, uh, you know, a canine knowledge and common sense with the dog, but general common sense. Because if the dog had decided to move, the child would have still hurt himself, would have yeah. banged his head on the floor. And that would not have been very nice, would it? <laughs> and also, the thing is, you know, if you really desperately want that picture of your dog and your kid together, here's a little top tip. Take a picture of your dog then remove the dog and take a picture of the child and then use a photo editing app <laughs> to put them in the same picture together. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to have the dog put into a situation where they could bite. I remember um, I went to the, um, the bite prevention conference. It was the first one in the UK a few years ago. And um, yeah, Victoria Stilwell. Yes, the Victoria yeah. Stillwell Conference. It was very good. Um, it was amazing. Jim Crosby was talking and he does all forensics. And actually, because the thing is, in the UK, we're very much the dog bit the kid or the dog bit the person, the dog needs to be put down. Yeah. And there is no investigation into why or how or when could it have been prevented. But I mean, could it have been prevented 99.9% .9 of the time? Yes. Um, but there's no kind of temperament test of the dog or looking into it. And one of the stories he told us, and I'm just going to say if um, it does involve um, a child bereavement. So if people want to skip forwards a minute, like skip the podcast, that's cool. Skip forwards a minute. If I won't go into full detail, but it does involve child bereavement. So if you want to skip forward, please do. But um, a family had had a first birthday party for the child and the family had a mastiff. Mm. And there'd been a lot of people around that day and lots had been going on. And the dog was asleep in the room and the light was off. And the nan was looking after the baby. The baby had crawled into the dark room 
and the baby had crawled towards the dog and had startled it. There was one bite. That day, that family lost their child and they made the decision for the dog to go and live in a sanctuary because they understood that it wasn't the dog's fault. It wasn't because the dog was nasty or horrible. It was a single bite. It was a reaction. The dog was asleep, possibly overtired, stressed because there'd all these things going on. And the baby had just been caught at the wrong moment. And that whole family's life was devastated. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Because the dog was asleep and someone hadn't realized the baby was moving towards the dog in that moment. Now, that could have been a teeny tiny dog. Yeah. That could, because there have been oh, cases yeah, in the UK of yeah. babies and toddlers being severely injured by small dogs. So I'm yeah. not large breed dog bashing at all. Mm-hmm. But that case I was told of, and it still makes my blood run cold and my heart so sad because. That family basically lost their dog and their child in one day. Oh gosh, yeah, lost both of their children in a way, because, you know. Because someone just slipped up. It was a horrible freak accident. And I'm sharing that story because I think it makes people realize how easy it can happen. You know, we do have to be mindful. Dog bites can happen so easily the episode i did last week um was with dr rob we were talking about police dogs and he was saying you know he has seen proper bites from police dogs that have literally caused life-changing injuries when you then make that bite onto a child you know there's there's a real thing with i'm a bull breed mum. i love my bull breeds um them being referred to as nanny dogs it Mm. drives me insane are Staffords and Bull Breeds great round children? Generally, yes, they're really cool round kids. No, you can't, yeah. You they're can't a little bit more kind of, they're tactile. If the kid bumps into them a bit, they're the sort of dog that goes, oh, the kid bumped into me, whatever, never mind. Mm-hmm. But would I leave a dog and a child unattended? No, don't do it, people. It's it's not worth it, especially when we're talking like age, what, four and under? Yeah, exactly. I would. I always say at least until they are ten. Right? Okay. And it depends on the child, though. Like there are some children that, even though they're ten or a bit older, they're still a little bit responsible. They're a little bit, maybe a bit more wild, if you like. Mm-hmm. Um. Once my daughter was described as organic. <laughs> <laughs> I think the word feral comes to mind. Feral comes to mind. Yeah. <laughs> but you see, like for instance, my daughter. She, you know because of my job she knows about dogs so I know and she's 10 now and I know that I can now leave her alone with dogs mm-hmm. but um some of her friends that are not quite dog savvy and also they're not my children too <laughs> there is like the extra responsibility when they're over I always make sure that the dog if the girls are obsessed on with always girls are upstairs the dogs are downstairs and if they when they come down to play downstairs then I'm I'm there and supervise mm-hmm. the whole time because you just you can't take that chance yes is it worth it is it really worth it I don't think it is well for maybe go and get yourself a cup of tea it really isn't worth it that tea is not worth it but that's the thing isn't it because I mean accidents happen and you can't wrap kids up in cotton wool and you can't wrap dogs up in cotton but we can be mindful and educating children on how to behave around dogs how to interact with dogs um i remember a friend of mine that worked in vet practice they had a spaniel that was brought in to be put to sleep because it had bitten the child in the family and it bitten the child badly 
when they bought the dog in, they were kind of giving it a fuss and they were like, this dog seems really sweet, but something's going on. It had a pencil in its ear. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. They actually found a piece of pencil in the dog's ear. So the reason the dog had bitten the child is because the child had put a pencil in the dog's ear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I'm no, not gonna look, it's, it's, you know, it's it's crazy, isn't it? Like, um, but how also, how long was the child alone with the dog to manage to go, oh, I'm gonna take this, I'm gonna go to the dog and check in his ears. So, you know, it it would have taken a certain amount of minutes. Mm-hmm. What happened in that time? What was the the person in charge of the child and the dog doing during that time? Yeah. It was so important that you could not take the child with you, take both of them with you, you know. Yeah. What what was it? I mean, going back, like, um, and we're talking the 80s now, so health and safety was not really a thing. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> it was the 80s. Health and safety wasn't a thing. But we had this gorgeous little white poodle called Sherry, and she was the cutest thing. And the amount of times I coloured her in with chalk. Oh, God. I just colour her in. She was white. And I wanted her to look pretty. Um, yeah. So I used to colour her in with coloured chalk and stuff. <laughs> now... And mum, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but what were you doing while I was colouring the dog? Yeah, exactly. Whose fault is it, mum? <laughs> to be fair, it would have been dad's fault because technically it was dad's dog. Oh, um, but yeah, at some point that meant there was a responsible adult supervising. Uh, but as you say, I think we we know so much more now. Oh, more, massively. More you know, but, but the thing is as well, back then, if the dog growled, I would have got a clip round the ear and why have you made the dog growl? What had I done to yeah, the yeah, dog to make, him, yeah, yeah. to make it growl? You know, when the dog was eating, you didn't go near it. Now, I'm not saying beat your children, but the rule was... Oh, no. That's another thing we do not say. Yeah, no, no, no. Don't beat your dogs, don't beat your children. It's not a thing. Not allowed to do that. Um, but if the dog was eating, we moved away from the dog. Likewise, when we were eating... The dog was in his bed and not under the table while we were eating because there were rules and boundaries. Yeah. And I think that now we're in society where dogs are not allowed to express themselves. Dogs are not allowed to be dogs. Exactly. And yeah. They are seen as an accessory. It's like mm-hmm. another passage of oh well you get a home you get a dog you have a kid you know a lot of people have that kind of plan which and that's great but you need to be mindful that dogs are dogs and at the end of the day they are a sentient being that has the right to react and if your child has just grabbed their fur and pulled them your child may get bitten I remember um, my my brother um, when when the twins were born and we were talking a lot about the dogs and stuff and they were just about to move house and I said to him, "Is the dog going to be allowed in the nursery?" And he said, "No." I said, "Right." So the rule from now on, before the children arrive, is the dog is not allowed in the nursery. That is a non-dog room because you start implementing them boundaries before the child arrives, and then the dog goes, "Oh yeah, I'm not allowed in that room. Cool. Okay, whatever." Now, one day, uh, one of the twins did something. The dog growled at him. My brother, like, asked twin to move away and said, um, good girl, B, well done. And his friend went, did you just tell your dog it was good for growling? And he went, 
Yeah. Oh, well, I would have. And he went, but why? Because I'd gone through with him why the growl is important. The growl yeah. is your warning. Your growl is your smoke detector of this could go very wrong. So mm -hmm. if a dog growls, we need to honor that. And the amount of times I hear dogs being punished yeah, for oh communicating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, they, they don't understand that the dog is still being polite. He's still telling you, this is buggy me though. And he's probably used different signals before, before the growl. It's been ignored. He had not been listened. So that works. The growl yes. normally works because it's, you know, it, it's more human. It's almost like a human reaction. To yes. I sometimes growl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially like if someone's really irritated me and I'm like trying to be polite and I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> uh, there is one thing I wanted to say, actually, you know, and the fact that um, on, on children, again, that uh, we'd approach dogs and we'd um, uh, annoy them <laughs> and such. Um, uh, there is, a, when a child is developing, so up until about the age of seven, again, generalizing here, because obviously mm -hmm. it depends on the child as well. Um, what's happening is that the brain is not developed yet, so it's, it's actually going through something right and so children think uh, that what they are feeling everyone else is feeling so if they're sad they'll think that you are sad too so if uh, say that they pull your hair for example and you feel pain they don't get that they get the fun that they had from pulling your hair why don't you feel as much fun as I did <laughs> when I pulled your hair uh, or uh, I, I remember this with um, Molly was a biter. <laughs> Molly was a reactive child. Molly was a biter, right? So I had to watch her. I, I'm not kidding. She was a biter. So I had to watch that she wouldn't bite children and the playground and stuff. Yeah, that was fun. Fun times. But, um, and sometimes she, she, one time she did have a very good reason, but yeah, fair enough. But in general, so I, bite it, teeth on skin is teeth not appropriate with biting. Or yeah, children. Yeah. I, I'm not sure which scale on the Dunbar on the Dunbar scale, but she was in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bite her. So I, I used to having to watch her and thinking, oh my gosh, just parents are gonna one day are just gonna follow me out of a play play cafe here. But anyway, she would bite and and she was proud of it. Like she would bite a kid that was was I don't know, over playful or whatever. She would bite him then turn around and laugh, like that was the best thing ever. I'm like, Molly, you can't. Hang on a bit, hang on a bit. So are you saying that your daughter found biting reinforcing? Yes. So you have a German shepherd as a child? Yes. <laughs> Mind you, now she's moved to more like, I don't know, cuckapoo probably. Because <laughs> she's still insane. But <laughs> at the time, requires a lot say, of biting was... But that's so interesting. You found it, and she she didn't understand why because she was enjoying it. Why is the kid I've been biting not enjoying it? She could not get that, and that was simply her brain having to go through that process. And he's effectively being like a um, egocentric because mm -hmm. the brain only thinks for himself. I'm yeah. so busy. I'm so busy in developing, and you know I'm building coordination, and I'm building this, and I'm. Nah, nah, nah. I'm too busy to think about how you feel. Yeah. It's all about me. But it's not because, you know, because she was horrible. It's just that she couldn't, she couldn't get it. At the same time, you know, if uh, if she was saying that I was sad or something, she would stay with me, but she couldn't feel my sadness. And 
again, not because she's horrible and not empathic, but she didn't have that yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's as well. That's why it's really important that we teach children about empathy towards other beings because they don't know it. So they yeah. need to be taught. And so if we are there to say, oh, look, if you pull the dog here, the dog will feel sad. Like if I pull your ear. So if we sit and, and compare the things and we help children to kind of open their eyes, they can also learn about empathy. Yeah. So if they're cool. never taught, some, some children that grow up to be grown-ups without empathy or yeah. very little bit. So yeah, we, yeah, yeah. You know, as, as grown-ups, as adults, hopefully, hopefully responsible adults, whether you're a parent or not, just, you know, sit with that child and go, I understand that you're frustrated or I understand, I understand you want to feel how soft the fur is, but this is hurting the dog. This yeah. is painful for the dog. The child very, very likely doesn't know. So it just... Well, yeah, because, I mean, when we talk sort of little children like toddler age, they can be very grabby because they just want to grab stuff and feel stuff. Yeah, and yeah. It's how they learn. It's the same way puppies yeah. shove everything in their mouth. Although I've exactly. noticed actually toddlers shove everything in their mouth. They also, well, when like, they're babies, they do. Yeah, yeah, they put we, stuff in their mouth. We do have a joke that like I try and like, because obviously I don't have really toys in my house because we don't have children. So there are like, we end up with the like the small people playing with the dog's toys quite often. I'm like, <laughs> well, at least I know they're safe and non-toxic. Yeah. Like... <laughs> But I think that, so if you, if you're kind of called into a situation where the dog has growled or if people kind of their kids aren't round dogs very often and don't really understand, I don't understand why people think growling is, is a, is a kind of a a negative thing. Some people think it's the dog being rude and I'm like, it's just communication. Um, Stolen from Steve Mann, a growl is a favor, not an insult. Oh, and nice. I love that saying because that it's just communication. It's just the dog saying, "Whoa, I am really not happy right now." Mm-hmm. Um, now, some dogs will escalate it up to teeth on skin, but gently. Um, I remember my brother telling me one of the twins was bugging the dog and had like grabbed her, and she just very gently just put his hand in her mouth, and my brother was like. There wasn't even spit or drool. There wasn't a tuff mark. She literally just placed her teeth there and went, excuse me. Yes, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, not comfortable with that. And my brother was obviously like, oh my God, the dog's like that, 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 and separated them and everything. But when like, and the kids started crying, but when he looked at him, he was like, there's not a mark on you. And then he was like, good girl, B, like, you know, and told the dog that she was a good girl for not, yeah. because if she'd wanted to, she could have hurt the child, but she understood that the young and wasn't trying to be annoying, but she needed to, the adult wasn't intervening. Yeah, 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 yeah. So someone's got to do something. And this is the other thing, isn't it? Because you don't want to be a helicopter parent. You don't want to like stop everything from happening. But also it's not the dog's job to educate the child in how to speak dog. Yeah. And we go back to what you said before, the nanny dog. Yes. You know, you can't, your dog is not going to be able to teach math to your kids. Same <laughs> as it's not going to be able to, you know, to completely keep them safe and alive, especially from themselves. So it's not, it's not the dog's job. You, you know, you put this child into the world or the child has been put into your care. Sort it. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. <laughs> but also, you know, yeah. 
making sure you're training your dog to be calm around children as well yeah. like you know the amount of times you have like you go into a situation and people are like and i'm i'm gonna just put oodles in the same bracket right now um but the amount of people that get these poodle mixes and go oh but they're gonna be great with the kids because they look cute You've just bought a mini fluffy hurricane with teeth into your house. Yeah, hurricane, indeed. <laughs> and you expect it to just chill out and put up with the children running around and going crazy. I always used to joke that if I walked into a consult and the kids were running around feral, I basically knew what the dog was going to be like. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can just imagine it, can you? Mm-hmm, yeah. I remember working with one family, they'd got a Ridgeback um, puppy and they were fantastic the kids were involved in the training and the puppy was very jumpy up quite mouthy partly to do with the breeding but also you know we knew that was going to be a very big dog so jumping up was not a thing yeah ever you know if you know your dog is going to be over 15 kilos don't encourage them to jump up you know and notice i say just a weight there and not a breed because I don't like my chihuahuas jumping up, but unfortunately everyone reinforces them because it's cute. And they're little and yeah. Yeah, if Dodge jumps up, people freak out. I don't know why. It's the same behavior. Why is it okay for one and not the other? (laughs) But with this family with the Ridgeback, they were brilliant. They really took on board what we were saying. Um, We looked at how much sleep the puppy was getting as well. Because this is another thing with dogs that live in busy households with children often the dog is not getting enough sleep Indeed, yeah. and I'm sure the parents are understanding the lack of sleep and <laughs> should feel that pain <laughs> but dogs need a lot of sleep and puppies need about 20 hours sleep a day like puppies are a bit rubbish they yeah, really yeah. do just sleep and develop a bit and sleep and develop a bit like they're like mushrooms they need to develop in the dark like and I think people especially when they get a puppy with children they don't understand how important it is for puppy to have rest yeah yeah and it's it's funny because as well when uh, when families get a puppy what they do is they take the kid to school and then they walk the dog and then they do the training and so basically in the hours that the kids are at school and the dog could you know the puppy could sleep that's when they do all the stuff with the puppy then the puppy maybe gets an hour and it's time to do the school pickup. And then the kids are coming back and they want to play with the puppy who did not sleep at all. And it just, that puppy does not get enough sleep and he's already hyper when they come back. That's a really yeah, good yeah. point. Yeah. And also, you know, I know that obviously a morning, I mean, a morning routine with four dogs and a husband is enough. I'm not even, I don't even know what it's like adding children into this situation. But if you don't have time to walk puppy before the kids have gone to school, like maybe take puppy in the car or walk puppy to school with children. Yeah, if possible. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, do, if puppy's yeah. comfortable around all the children at the school gate. I mean, one of my friends recently um, got a new puppy, was doing the school run and had a child, um, and I was flabbergasted, like actually flabbergasted. I don't use that word very often. <laughs> But she said, um, she was stood there. She's got a tabard on that says in training for the dog. Mm-hmm. Dog in training, it says it in big letters on her back. There's a big yellow thing. Mm-hmm. Now, most children recognize a big yellow tabard means someone is working or they're doing a thing, okay? 
And the puppy was just laying on the floor and she was just reinforcing him for being calm. And one of the kids ran over and jumped over the puppy. Of course. Yeah. Now she shouted at the child. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then the parent went to tell her off for shouting at the child. Yeah, I could completely see that happening. Yeah. Now, best case scenario, the dog got a bit spooked. Worst case scenario, child lands on dog, injures puppy, or puppy bites child, injures child, or puppy and child both get injured. Yeah. It is not the dog owner's responsibility to keep your child. Yeah, no, exactly. especially when uh, the lady in, in, in question had the dog on the lead, the dog was wearing a visibility coat or something. <laughs> says I'm in training you know and I understand the child absolutely has no you know they very often just run and jump without any filter at some point that child must have the mum or the parents going what are you doing apologizing is your dog okay are you okay it is not up to someone else educating my child it's not up to the dog (laughs) educating my child and if it happens and I'm not sure that you know that you can always stop uh, something like this mm-hmm. as a parent you go really sorry to the owner of the dog and mm. to the dog and get your child to apologize as well otherwise the child will never learn that that is something that you just don't do and that goes back to your teaching the empathy doesn't it and explain to a child look what you just did was very scary for that dog can you say sorry because you've just made that dog sad yeah and potentially could have been dangerous for the kid as well, as you mentioned, you know. What if I mean, it, it, was a very, it was a very small kind of puppy, and I think the puppy was a bit spooked, but the puppy obviously lives with a child, and my mm-hmm. friend's trying to get him used to more children because she knows there's going to be visiting children to the house. But you'd think that coming to a school gate where there's lots of responsible adults would be a good idea, but apparently not. <laughs> You know, I find because at the school gate is that place where a lot of parents kind of meet up and chat, right? Um, especially, you know, if they've been working, maybe you've been working from home, or maybe if you're a, a mom of younger children, you were looking after your, your younger ones during the day, and you're just been talking babies all day, or you've just been talking to a three-year-old, so you feel like your brain becoming more like mush every day, so the school gate is often that opportunity for some grown-up to have a, a little bit of a grown-up talk or even just go oh my god I had such a crappy day and have some comfort from other from other parents so mm-hmm. very often the parents at the school gate are actually quite distracted yeah. because they are you know it's where you're sharing something or maybe I don't know the Christmas uh, fair is coming up or this the oh did you did you get this for the school for the PTA did you get this for the teacher and you just end up talking of all the things you still having to do and you're just forgetting that you actually still having to look after a smaller human or a dog and it's it's easily done and I understand yeah I understand I, so many times I've gone to the school gate and you know seen a mom that maybe I haven't seen in a while and you just you know pour your heart out to this woman <laughs> you go oh my god we feel each other's pain yeah and it's, it's nice you know it's yeah. nice. but then I don't have any other children, but if I am there with a dog, which I am not at the school gate, I don't take my dog. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, you know, I would have to watch it. 
I take this, I take Winnie, Wilco, not my pug cannot tolerate too much for him, mm -hmm. but I take Winnie when I drop Molly off. Mm -hmm. Because the school gate in the morning, since also we are always late, but like the last one, there, but, <laughs> um, there is le is less chaotic, right? The kids yeah. kind of go in at almost at different times because it depends. And on also the, the parents have then got other stuff to go yeah, on. Yeah, and you kind of get so, going. Very, yeah. very rarely, you know, parents stay. But a pickup, you go there because at least Molly School finishes at three twenty. So you from about quarter past three, parents start hovering at the gate. And if you wait at the gate, you'll find, and it's a school with 720 children, you'll find a, a good, you know, good hundred or something waiting at that gate. And there are two gates as well. Mm -hmm. So if you wait there, it, it is busy. But I see so many dogs all the time. And so I'm not bringing Winnie to this. So now with Molly, because she's a little bit older, we agreed to meet up a little further away. So I don't have to also queue up with so many people, you know, with yeah. the pandemic and that. And there I can take Winnie. Because it's not as busy, and I normally wait with one or two mums I know, and they know Winnie. Winnie's on the lead as well, mm -hmm. and a lot of children know us as well now. But, you know, it's a different scenario. If yeah. instead I take the dog to the gate with like about 100 people at the gate, and then more children coming out after they have spent, what, seven hours sitting on a chair where they're not being able to release themselves, when they come out of those gates, they're like little wild beasts. <laughs> Like a statue pose, and that is if they're scared of dogs, 
-hmm. you can cross their arms over their chest, lower their head so that they still do something. But very often, as you mentioned before as well, kids can be quite fidgety. Yes. So they can't, just standing completely still could be hard. So if that, kids, I find standing still really hard. <laughs> <laughs> so if they are the kind of little ones that want to pet the dog, right? Oh my gosh, I'm desperate. I want to really want to see the dog. Then get them to do something. As you said, you can pat your legs. That's nice because at least there is some movement. Mm -hmm. They're doing something. Yeah. Um, but I, I always, yeah, I remember as well. My mum used to say, "Oh, you know, put your hand out and stuff like this." Um, but yeah. Let the dog sniff you. The dog's already smelt you. It doesn't ever smell you from a mile. <laughs> you think? <laughs> but what do you? I, I think the the nice idea still in there is that rather than you put your hand on the dog, which is much worse. At least is you know is your hand out as in uh, offering it kind of thing. Yeah. So as long as again it's not right in the face of the dog, maybe just by your side, palm open, you know that that's all right. But at least we give something to the yeah. children to do because we give them nothing to do. They'll find themselves a little job, and we might not like what they're gonna what they're gonna come well, up. Well, yeah, exactly. And I think the explaining to the kids to either stroke the dog on their back or on their shoulder is much better exactly. than. I mean, I've, I have had it a few times where the kids really, really wanted to stroke the dog and um, it's been munching out. And I'm like, look, she's quite shy. So what I've done is I've just kind of had the head end. I've had the sharp end and just said to them, you know, you can just gently stroke mm. her like her back. And I've made sure that the sharp end is near me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can also ask them to do like the one, two, three, uh, stop the cuddles. So we're together. You can you can count this with your dog. You uh, stroke your dog and get the child to count with you one two three and then take your hands off and see what the dog does and then if the dog wants more and he'll come up to you or do something that makes you understand that he wants more cuddles then it's great fun and you you can tell the kids oh my god he wants more let's give him more and count to three again but if the dog moves away or turns his head away then you that's can that's fine it's a, a teaching moment as well isn't yes. it you can yeah, go, yeah, yeah. oh, look, he's, he's moved his head away. That means I And again, adults, this is the three-second mm -hmm. rule, and I don't mean dropping food on Three-second rule, indeed. There's no three-second rule in my house. There are four dogs. If you've dropped it on the floor, it's, <laughs> it's gone, gone. Oh, You've lost it. <laughs> but stroking the dog for three and then stopping gives the do dogs that are maybe a little bit conflicted and have maybe come over and then go, oh, actually, I'm not sure about this. It gives mm -hmm. them the opportunity to move away. Yeah. And dogs that may be like, oh, I don't know if I want to be cuddled. Oh, actually, this is really cool. Can yeah. stay for the cuddle. And I mean, most children, once they're kind of at school age, know to count to three, right? We've, yeah, we've done yeah. this bit. Okay. Even the little ones, a lot of mums start, or parents anyway, start uh, earlier than they, even at home with dad. Oh, one, two, three, you know, even very little ones before school. Yeah, so you yeah. can, that's kind you of fairly easy to explain to kind yeah. of most yeah. children that you can stroke the dog for free and then you just stop a little second and wait to see what. I think that's brilliant. And um, so the family dog club that we mentioned before, the Americans, they've got um, their YouTube videos. Now I am going to warn people, these songs stick in your head for hours <laughs> and you will be singing it for days after and we are not responsible for this. But... They have one which is I Speak Doggy and it explains to the kids about stroking the dog from collar to tail. This is where I got collar from collar to tail because right. most children can see a dog is wearing a collar and they know where the dog's tail is. Mm -hmm. So they stroke that area. It keeps them away from the sharp bit. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah it's very good. Yeah. Away from the shop, yeah. Although I promote harness these rather than collars, but there you go. But the thing, you know, yeah, so you can stroke from the harness to the tail. Harness to tail is fine, but the song's collar to tail. The other one they do for the older kids, for the older kids, is um, the doggy genie that explains them about that kind of three-second rule of stroking the dog, the moving around. And then these cute little videos and the songs are really irritating. Um, one of them's to the tune of London Bridge, so then you've got it oh, really? in your head of I Speak Doggy, and then it's just in your head. I can hear it now, and it's going to be there all day. Um, but if you do have small children that, you know, they're going to be on things like YouTube and watching videos and stuff, you can put the cute, fun video, but you're actually teaching them as well. So it's yeah. the education with the fun yeah. rather than them watching yeah. Mr. Jolly or whatever that dude's name is. Mr. Beast. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell I'm like, I don't know. There's a guy and he Mr. doesn't. Mr. Jolly. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there is actually also the Cat Kids Around Dogs YouTube channel where uh, Molly, my daughter, uh, has done a few videos on where to pet the dog. We are using Elvis, our uh, stuffed dog, for that. Um, and there are some more videos. And actually, if you don't mind me say, during December, there is the Cat Advent Calendar, and it's going to be every day on the uh, on on Facebook and Instagram. So uh, every day there is something that hopefully can help you to uh, That's amazing. find the dog or to know about dogs or just little activities for the kids to do as well. That is brilliant. I'll make sure the link is in the um, show description. No, plug away because this is why you're here. I want people to know about CAD. I want people to know about kids around dogs because as you say, at some point, your dog will come into contact with a child yeah. and at some point your child will come into contact with a dog and making sure that we keep those interactions safe and good and happy because having dog I grew up with dogs you know I'm one of those I've had dogs all my life I have I grew up with shepherds poodles and collies um <laughs> all nice calm sane breeds um blame my dad um <laughs> interesting my mum was um scared of dogs originally my mum was terrified of dogs um she was bitten as a child um by a bull terrier i'm not bashing bull breeds but again you know oh bull breeds are great with kids okay well that one not that day so <laughs> um she was always really worried by dogs and then she met my dad and my dad always had dogs we had shepherd crosses and stuff and growing up i can always remember being around the dogs but Again, I remember being taught to kind of be respectful of the dogs and moving away from the dogs. But also it was the 80s, so I also used to colour the dog in. Um, <laughs> I think reason. now because we have so many resources where we can educate people, you know, unfortunately dog bites that get their way into the press are generally certain breeds and it ends up with people thinking that certain breeds are bad and all the rest of it but mm -hmm. at the end of the day every dog has teeth yeah yeah every dog has potential to to really hurt you so yeah. whether, whether it's an affin pincher or a great dane you know if, yeah, it, yeah. if it's a little jack russell or a husky you yeah. know and a lot of the time as well the dogs aren't being given the outlets they need the dogs aren't being given the exercise and the training they need and when you add that into children as well, you're making a recipe for disaster up you. Well, you could, you could exactly. The children could be a trigger to the dog. So um, 
we need to we need to be mindful of this on both ends. We need to be mindful that our dogs, uh, you know, that the, the dogs are happy around kids and that kids are happy about, about uh, around dogs and know how to uh, how to respect them. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really I remember um, last year when we actually had a bit of snow, I went up to the field with Dodge because he hadn't seen snow before and there were some kids building snowmen and as much as they could, there wasn't a lot of snow. And I got there and was like, hey, the kids stole all the snow. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, that's it. It was not left. Um, but because he's kind of neutral around kids, obviously I kept a safe distance, but the kids were busy playing and ignoring him and he was busy playing with me. And that was cool. So that to me is an ideal interaction. Yeah. If the kids had said, can we stroke your dog? I would have probably have said no, because I don't know that child. Mm -hmm. And I haven't done enough work with Dodge around yeah. children for me to go, yeah, this is a safe yeah. thing to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. One thing that was funny, though, is that he then found a couple of snowmen that did not have children around them and decided that eating the snowman was like the best game ever. Oh, I thought it was going to paint them yellow. It didn't, did it? No, no, we didn't do any yellow snow, oh, but okay. he did do it. Let's dig and bite and kill the snowman. Kill the snowman. <laughs> to be fair, probably the snowman smelled of the children in a way. So, it, you know, it might be... Tasty. He, and he'd never seen that. And obviously, to him, digging and biting the snow was like was the best game ever. Fantastic, yeah. Fun. Um, and then I suddenly realised that the children were looking quite upset at the fact that the large generation was <laughs> injuring their snowmen. Um, but for me, with him, it's just I just want him to be like, "Oh, kids, okay, cool," and yeah. sort of be neutral with it. I don't want him to be like, "Oh my god, there's children," but also. Yeah. I don't want him being like, oh my God, there's children and being worried oh, exactly. by them. It's just, oh, there's kids. Okay, cool. You said that's the best, isn't it? Indifference in a way. Is the best yeah, just, just yeah. a nice, I mean, I would love it if he was neutral to everything, but, you know, we can hope and carry on training and we strive yeah. for progress. But, but then if he was neutral to every single thing, would he be even leaving in a way, you know? Well, I mean, react to yeah, things. I just wish he wasn't quite so dramatic. Quite so, yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> It's lowering the drama levels. Uh, but going back to kind of prepping for Christmas with kids, um, making, so one thing, if you have visiting children and your dogs are cool around them, but around the Christmas dinner table, mm. this is where maybe put the dog away or maybe just have them separate because children drop food. But I know, especially little children, they find it hilarious throwing food at the dog. Oh gosh, yeah, 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 yeah. They it's do fantastic not understand to be able to yeah. that bones. Now I'm assuming you're not going to give your child bones, but but you know they could be on the table because if you have the turkey there, the turkey is left on the table. It takes nothing for the child, and you wouldn't think much of it. You will well, let the, the dog child touch, bone you know? because yeah, dogs have bones. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, you wouldn't if you don't have dogs. Uh, you know, if you if you say that it's uh, it's your home and the dog is guest with the family, mm -hmm. if you don't have dogs, you wouldn't think, oh, you shouldn't have a bone because the dog. You you kind of forget even the dog is there, didn't you? But and, and it's not even just that. Like it could be um, well in England there is the the Christmas pudding. It's got like more raisins yeah. than anything, you know, practically made of that. Uh, Christmas pudding, um, stuffing because stuffing's got onions in it, onions isn't good for dogs. Um, I normally share a list of things that dogs can have and things yeah. dogs shouldn't have. 
but also like chocolate my gosh i'm a chocolate christmas yes definitely yeah if you have chocolate on your trees mm. like remove the chocolate remove them. Yeah, yeah 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 um i i think that's quite i haven't seen chocolate on trees for years but it's because one of our dogs <laughs> it's still a thing it's still a thing very naughty for stealing chocolate at any opportunity yeah. so we do not have chocolate left unattended at any point mm. um but yeah, and also if you are going to someone's house and you're taking your dog with you, just say to them, you know, oh, is there any chocolate lying around? Like, is that, I remember um, I, it was my brother-in-law, we went to stay at theirs, I'd taken um, the dogs with us and I went, Ed, is there any chocolate anywhere? No, 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 it's fine. And all of a sudden one of the chihuahuas was in a cupboard, like mm. inside the cupboard and it had a slidey door and she wiggled into this gap and was snuffling around and he went, Oh God, there's chocolates in there. And I was like, I just found you. Oh, but they were in a cupboard. So I thought that, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Ninja Especially when he's got literally sneaking. But again, this is going back to the toddlers. If they can yeah. get into something, and not just toddlers, even just unattended children are going to cause mischief. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, my mum always used to say, if I was quiet, she knew I was doing something. Is when they go quiet, I need to worry. Just like puppies, when they go quiet, they need to worry. Yeah, if yeah. you can hear the child, they're fine. If they're quiet, they're up to yeah, something. That's when you worry, indeed. So, what if you are visiting someone's house? Um, say you have dogs at home, but you're leaving your dogs at home because the other house has dogs. So mm -hmm. maybe we've got the very confident dog children. Okay. So yeah. So um. I will remind them even before we are going in, I will remind them that it's not our dog. And I will, you know, I will um, make sure that, you know, I, I literally go down to the physically to the level of the child. So if I need to crouch down, crouch down, we we'll sit together and we'll, we'll discuss and we'll remember certain rules like where to pet the dog, ask permission before we pet the dog, remember they want to three cuddles games, um, and if the dog is in his bed, remember that it's in his bed. So I will go through the rules that we have for our own dog into the household as well. And I will remind them too that every dog is different. So even if our dog will allow a bit more because it's our dog and he knows us so well, it doesn't mean that a stranger dog would, would accept the same, the same thing. Exactly. So I, will, I will literally have a little chat before. So that when we are in, and you know, if we're in the house and I see that there are the excitement of Christmas is taking over, I would literally, you know, go and talk to my child and go, look, remember what we said at home, that you can't do this. So I won't have to explain everything from the beginning. But let's also not forget the excitement does take over, mm -hmm. uh, not only for grown-ups, especially for children. And children need to be repeated things. Yes. Again, not because they want to forget. It's just literally the brain is so busy, so busy. Well, it's Christmas. I get excited and forget. Christmas. Yeah. So don't forget. So if you have to repeat yourself, try not to lose your patience. It's just, and, I, and I'm a mom. I completely get it. Sometimes I'm like, oh my God, I have to repeat myself a million times. And, uh, you know, literally I'm like, I, I just I hate the sound of my own voice. And, uh, but I have to do it. And yeah. literally there is, there is the mom and me that goes, oh Jesus, I can't believe I'm saying this again. And then there is the, the you know, the professional me that remembers, oh Don, she is not her fault. 
yeah know, she's going through yeah, developing yeah. you know but yeah. it's difficult it's difficult sometimes to to just go okay let's do this again then <laughs> you know but one thing I like is that you've said you know you do have rules around the dogs and I do yeah. think this is something that is often overlooked with families yeah, yeah. and with kids around dogs, is that there need to be rules I mean I've I also came from a horse background and we used to have the kids come on pony days and stuff. And, you know, one of the main rules was you don't walk around the back of a pony because guess what? The back end kicks. Yeah. yeah. You know, and you would have to repeat 50,000 yeah. times a day. Don't yeah, walk around yeah, the back yeah. of ponies. Yeah. Now, most of those ponies are riding school ponies. They are used to children. Mm-hmm. The child is pretty safe walking around the back of a pony. But the rule of horses is you don't walk around the back of them. Yeah, because so I'm, I'm a, not a horse. I've never ridden a horse or anything. But even I know that rule. <laughs> yeah, you just don't walk around the back of a horse because that's yeah, the end yeah. of it. Also, it applies to cows. Cows can kick as well. Right. I'm, I'm Swiss, Avoid the so back you know end. a little bit about cows. <laughs> back end. The back end can kick. Don't go near the back end. Um. So with kids, like what would kind of be your sort of your your rule book around dogs? And we don't want to make it like, oh, there's rules and they can't, but it's about safety. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, um, what you can do, right? You could uh, write down maybe five, max 10 rules, right, within your family and think about what's most important to you as well and what your child is like. Do you have that child that keeps going around the table? Rule number one is we do not pull the tail of a dog. Mm-hmm. But then when you tell the child what not to do, make sure that there is a what to do option. Remember, yes, okay, I can't do this. What can I do then? Because the kid is going to want to do something. So, so hang on, sorry. So just like in training, I don't want you to do this, but you can do this instead. That yes. we teach Oh, okay. So now we're just kid training. Okay, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. You're kid training. You're kid training. Kid training. Okay. Yeah. You know, uh, you can't Joe call Rosie, it that. Joe Rosie. Um, oh my God, I forgot her surname now. Um, from the, yes, that's it. She um, she came up with the idea of clicker training the kids, and I think it's brilliant. <laughs> uh, it's a fantastic idea. Um, a bit frowned upon. <laughs> Some people might not like it, and it doesn't work when they're a bit older. But when they're younger, it's a good idea. Anyway, you can you can train your children. So don't forget, children are going to want to know what to do. So when you tell them what not to do, make sure that it's paired with something they can do instead. So don't go and pull the tail of the dog, but do um, do caress the back if you you know do yeah stroke the back yeah yeah um, don't uh, don't feed them onions but do give them a little bit of ham mm-hmm. and that's it so right you want to do you really want to do give some food to the dog fine you can give this little bit of ham why not to have a little tupperware with some doggy stuff that the dog is allowed to have keep it there so the child can give that make that's sure the dog's little. bowl he's allowed yeah. that food yeah, yeah exactly you want to give the dog some food right that's the treats the treat cupboard whatever and make sure also that the child doesn't have access to a kilo of treat because they give them all, right, in one go. 
So okay, that's a really good thing to say because yeah, yeah, yeah. I obviously have a great big jar full of treats, and I just kind of all of them will be gone in a minute. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so don't give the kid the whole treat Not jar. The whole thing. The dog no. will weigh about ninety kilos. A, a little, a little Tupperware, right? In, in case the child decides to give the whole thing. It's not going to be much yeah, and have yeah. maybe a, a bigger Tupperware with, with the other treats or, you know, cut a bit in a separate cabinet. So if you think, oh, okay, you want to have a little bit more, I'm going to put a little bit more in the smaller Tupperware. Okay, so it's don't give the kid all the treats all at once. That is a very yeah. good, because I wouldn't have thought that. I would have just given the no, kid the do. treats. <laughs> like... They do. And I tend, again, you know, I, I do, I, um, I do give some treat dry treat to the dogs especially because they're just easier to have around mm -hmm. but i normally have like some ham or some cheese um and that is also because um especially with little children they would eat it too and some children some children will try the dog food so and while yeah probably it's fine i'm pretty sure again we're back in the 80s i ate the dog's chocolate drops they oh used to make like doggy chocolate drops that yeah, basically yeah, tasted like cornflakes. Yeah, yeah. See, this is how I know I ate them because I know what they do. You know, to be fair, you should be able to eat them. It's just, again, if yeah. I go to say that, you know, a child has been here visiting and he goes home and goes, I went to Debbie and I ate a doggy biscuit. I'm sure I'm going to get a call from my mum. Go, what the heck? And quite rightly so. But if they yeah. go, I had a little bit of ham. Fine, well done. <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah, I ate some cheese. Okay, cool. Cheese. Okay. Yeah. What do you want a medal? You know, it's a bit <laughs> different, isn't it? <laughs> okay, so child edible dog treats. That's another good tip. That's yeah. good to know. Okay, cool. And uh, another thing, because we were at Christmas, I, I brought this on Facebook as well. Uh, the advent calendar, super, super popular, right? My, my daughters wanted a chocolate one this year, although there are all those fancy ones, the Legos and all that. And I told this is going to cost me. So she's like, no, I want a chocolate one. That's easy. Oh, in the pocket. So <laughs> go for that. Um, but obviously chocolate is poisonous for dogs. So we need to be, and cats as well. We also have cats. Mm -hmm. So um, we need to be mindful of that. Obviously Molly by now, she knows. But if you're new to the dog world, or if you are visiting dogs or things like this, then make sure that the advent calendar is kept away from the dog. But if your child goes, oh, I really want an advent calendar for dogs, there are some out there. And I have them yeah. for my guys. Yeah, yeah. We, we've got advent calendars. Them, and we've got one yeah. for the cat as well, which right. she doesn't like because it's like, this is not all. What's this? Ah! <laughs> oh, oh, she yeah. bougie. Yeah. She's like, this is not appropriate cat food. It's a boy's Mario. Like, no, this is, this is beneath me. I shall not touch it. I'll sniff it. I'll give you the illusion I like it. And make you happy and that's yeah. just cats cats do that shiz to you they lure yeah. you in and then go oh, no no <laughs> whereas the dog's Where's like the dog you want me thanks <laughs> yeah dogs are just grateful for this dogs stuff are so easy like that. yeah and to be fair most advent calendar for dogs and cats are not that great you know they, so the they ones we, we got fancy ones my guys have got the jr pet products one. Oh, i was looking for those and you couldn't find them my husband got a different brand they but yeah they oh, sucked out quite quickly those today. ones so my guys every day have got um nice. venison or turkey no like that's really good. and each that's day has like one. six or eight little treats so now mm. in the morning i'm like okay we'll do a bit of morning training so the yeah, last two yeah. mornings i'm doing eight reps of a behavior which 
normally in the mornings it's just put the dog's food down while I'm doing stuff and I'm like oh advent calendar do a bit of training do a bit of training do a bit of training so it's getting me back into training the dogs in the morning which is cool yeah and you know that is also fantastic for the kids the mm. kids can open the dog's advent calendar and go right okay there are there are normally always more than one treat anyway so mm -hmm. they'll find a few bits so even if you have more than one child they can have one treat each for example and get the dog to do a touch a peekaboo a sit whatever mm -hmm. and uh, off you go now go to school having those I, I like the thought of having like the rules um for the dog do you, I mean, obviously not with the little, little children that can't read, but would it be worth like maybe having like the little rules that for the dog maybe put on the fridge or somewhere so that yeah, the kids yeah. can see these are the rules for the dog. Yeah. You don't pull and their tail. You don't stick pencils down their ears. You yeah. don't grab their tongues. Um, don't try and kiss them. Let's talk about that quickly. Hugging and kissing dogs. So again, in my view, right, you're never going to be able to completely stop a, dog, a child from hugging or kissing a dog. Well, to be right. fair, it's hard to stop the dogs from kissing the kids sometimes exactly. as well. Munch and loves licking children like in their ear. Which... Well, they probably taste pretty good. Yeah. And uh, to be fair, my retriever, she looks for the hug sometimes. Mm. And literally she puts, she, she starts with one paw to the leg and then she climbs and there is the hug and I, I love it. So, you know, it, but that is to her term. So realistically, you can't just go, by, okay, you're never going to kiss your dog or hug your dog. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Fat chance that's not going to happen. It's just yeah. impossible. So then you can train the dog to kiss on request, right? With the, you know, you can use a post-it, do some targeting on the post-it, move the, then the post-it to the cheek uh, or to the lips if you want to. If you want mm -hmm. to discourage that, that's perfectly fine. But train your dog to kiss you on, on request. And uh, also train your dog to get used to being hugged. Um, is how they hug the dog as well. So don't keep the hug lingering for three quarters of an hour. And also not too hard. hard. Like don't like that's not too hard. The dog. Exactly. Like this is a bear hug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, you can tell them, look, you want to hug the dog? Okay, let's train them to be okay with arms surrounding them. Because children yeah. do like putting their arms around dogs, don't they? Mm -hmm. they yeah, yeah. Thing. And I really think it's unrealistic to expect a child to never do it. He's going to do it. It's just going to, it's just one of those things. But uh, then and one of the rules could be you can, you can hug your dog, but you mustn't hug. Yeah, yeah. Not as strange dogs. Yeah, yeah. That always the difference between your dog that lives in your in your household and dogs outside is different and that is something we always made a point of with yeah. our child and with our friends too you know oh when you see when you're with your dog it's fine but when you are with another dog even if it's our dogs that are you know really good with kids especially Winnie she works with with the children the scared of dogs but I don't see why, even though she's great, I need to put her through that all the time. You know, it's not fair, is it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yes, instead we we train and we use the one, two, three uh, game for the hug as well. Right? One, two, three, and then hands go off. What yeah. does the dog do? Is she moving away? Is she turning her head? Then that's it. That was enough. Sometimes she's nudging in and she goes, yeah. hey, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean that the uh, the dog will necessarily hate it, 
Um, but if we work with it, it kindly, kindly uh, helping to you know, look, hugging or your arms, humans arms. Are move over to the kid. Like I mean, you know, my friends that have children and stuff. The amount of times I see pictures of like the kids sat like watching telly or whatever and doing coloring, and the dog is literally laying next to them, touching yes. them. The kid isn't hugging the dog, but the dog has actively gone. I want to be near my little person. Cool. Yeah, cool. Well, but when you think about it, the kids are just family too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Sometimes they're a bit more annoying than the grown up, but yeah. the kids are also the ones that are going to play with them. The kids are the ones that are you know squeaking excited, and that's you know. Yeah. And a and lot of dogs do understand that they, and you watch some dogs that do really change their kind of their behavior and the way they're interacting when it's a child or an adult. Um, okay. my, my friend's Dutch, um, her little boy can play ball with that dog all day long. No problem. Mm. If you go to take that dog's ball, you are going to lose your fingers, mm. but the kids can do whatever because she's like oh yeah small person but the adult she's like whoa hang on that normally means we're training and just it's so interesting to watch the dog adapt the play yeah. to the different size people in the house I mean the dogs play very differently to me to how they do with my husband he likes rough housing and they do wrestling and stupid boy games yeah, yeah, yeah. whereas that's not acceptable with me I do not need teeth on skin like this is the other thing as well, guys. If you do have dogs in the house, I would just have a blanket rule for the dog that teeth on skin is not acceptable. Exactly. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. Always, always. It's, it's not yeah. playing, roughhousing, you know, Dale and Dodge like wrestle all the time and Dodge is grabbing at his arm. That's fine. If Dodge went to do that to a small person, I would be mortified mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, because yeah. he may not understand that the pressure he can use with dad is very different to the pressure you can use with a small person. Yeah, but even and even if there wasn't pressure, imagine if someone were to see Dodge with his mouth on a child's <laughs> leg. As he has a small even child arm in his mouth. Yeah. Like, can you imagine? Can you imagine that though? It, you know, it look, it looks terrible. Oh look, it's a Dodge BQ holding oh, the child's arm. Eating the child, that's sweet. So can we put it on Facebook. <laughs> you know what shall we let's just sit. can you imagine yeah. i would get dogs. <laughs> but the thing that scares me is how many people would be like oh he's all right yeah well yeah yeah, yeah. again that is it's a bit of lack of common back, sense back to the kids and dogs on facebook allowing your child to sit on a dog dogs are not horses no dogs no. are not ponies Dogs do not need to be climbed on. There's one clip that did the rounds of um, of a child bouncing up and down on a rotty. And right. oh my God, that rotty needed a medal because it just laid there and you could tell it wasn't comfortable and you could tell it wasn't happy. And it just laid there while this kid was bouncing now that kid could be causing a serious injury indeed yeah, to yeah. that dog yeah yeah best case scenario the dog's a bit bruised worst case scenario the dog gets injured and the child gets killed God, yeah. and that's being serious you know yeah, allowing yeah, kids to climb about. onto i've seen pictures of kids using dogs as steps to get on sofas yeah 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 seen that too not a thing buy a step yeah yeah <laughs> what's wrong with you <laughs> it's 
supervise your sprog and buy yeah. the step. Like that is a lot to be that really, to me, that is a lot of common sense. Apart from the dog, you just would not, you wouldn't allow your child to bounce on anything that breeds, you know. Yes. It, wouldn't, it wouldn't allow your child or you, you know, one of your children to bounce on their other child, for example. You know, you wouldn't allow one of your children to climb on the other child to get somewhere. It's just, uh, it's a, you know, regardless of the fact that it's an animal and you don't know how it's going to react, um, you just don't do it. It's just a lack of, uh, of common sense. and Because the thing is, even if the dog tolerates the child stepping on them if the child then falls hmm. and lands on the dog and hurts the dog yeah, or the yeah, dog yeah. suddenly moves yeah. Yeah. flying we're yeah. back to the case of the dog's walked off and the kid's cracked its head open on something Indeed. exactly yeah, it yeah, just yeah, yeah. It, it's it's crazy so if there's any are there any kind of books that we can be giving kids because kids like books you can read to children i've discovered this you can do the reading to the small okay, people yeah, yeah. So there are quite a few books, but I, I really like um, the latest one of Stephanie Zickman, who is also a CADAPRO professional. And she wrote a book called I, uh, I Can Be a Dog Detective. And the website is ICanBeADogDetective.com. And uh, it, it shows you different situations where, like, for instance, there is a dog sleeping and you should not disturb a dog when he's sleeping. And then he also points out some body language. The illustration is super lovely, really cute. Um, but also, you know, it goes to the point and it goes through the story of uh, Jack, that is the detective boy, and Jack is Stephanie's son as well. So really oh cute. my God, that's right. I'm going to have to talk to my best friend's little boy uh, that lives with the shepherd. Oh, that's He's it. called Jack. So we yeah. need to get him this. Oh, that's perfect. That's yeah. If you go on the website, I can be a dog detective.com, that is where the book is, is available. Cool, from. right. That's Christmas present sorted. Done. That is a beautiful, beautiful book. On, one on, on canine body language is the Lily Chin. Um, that I've got yeah here. doggy language it's doggy language cute yep, cartoons yep, yep that's yep, yeah one that is really lovely and as well um and there is uh, uh, uh joanne hind uh she's on uh you can find her on amazon she's got a couple of books again for the younger ones on um uh how to be around dogs in general um lovely even for very younger ones obviously parents should read to them but they can see the, the images. Um, and for dogs who are in physical pain, uh, particularly for arthritis, but that could be for any pain though, or if they're aging and you know there are aches of life, there is the Hannah Capon book called Why Don't You Listen? And that is a really good book. I highly okay, recommend. that's that's a cool one to know. Because the thing is, it's not even always older dogs that are so. I mean, you know, Dodge has hip dysplasia, so there are days where he's going to be feeling a bit stiff and a bit yeah. unhappy. So that's that's a really good thing as well. And remember, guys, you know, if you do have a dog that's getting older, um, they may get a bit grumpy around the kids just because they're sore and uncomfortable. It's one of the reasons my terrier didn't particularly like children. He did have arthritis. And in his brain, he didn't need a fast-moving small person coming near him. No, so. But my pug Wilco uh, is, you know, is almost eight and is a little bit starting to get on, isn't it? Yeah. It's part of life. We know um, the feeling. <laughs> bit achy, yeah, bit creaky. A bit achy. Um, so I know that he has his limits yeah. and I'm not going to push his limits because that's yeah. not fair. 
So he still loves children. And when Molly comes home, he can't wait to see her. And he's got friends. Hello, guys. And that is that is it for him. And then when they come down a little bit again, or if they have a little play, he wants to have a look, but it can't, you know, it can't be too much because yeah. then some and there will be consequences to his health as well, you know, to being achy if he's done too much. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's a lot to think yeah. about, just as you would with the humans. But yeah. with the dogs, it's completely up to us because they can't turn around and go, you know, now I'm starting to ache. Mm-hmm. Or you know. So you need to be very observant and try to think, right, what are my dog's limits? What should he be doing? What should he be doing? Yeah. And what consequences does everything have? So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. So um, Debbie, thank you so, so much for joining me today. So kids around thank dogs, you you've got a Facebook page. There's a Facebook yeah. group. A Facebook group, they're very active. The Facebook page, Instagram, and the website is kidsaroundogs.co.uk. So there are some free resources also on the website. So you can download those too. And if you need a professional in your area, uh, you can find it on the website, kidsaroundogs.co.uk. Get in touch with that CAD approved professional. Or if you, your school would like for someone to come over and talk to uh, the children about, um, you know, about dog safety, get in touch and we can have that arranged as well. Yeah, or if like you, if your kids go to like a youth group or if they go to like yeah. scouts yeah. or guides, brownies anything like and that. that, like, yeah, brownies, um, anything like that, guys. Like, centers. This is about education and educating children because this is how we stop bites from happening. And this is also how we have the next generation of dog lovers coming through safely and understanding dogs needs as well as our own because you know dogs are seen as a bit of a a throwaway unfortunately and we need to remind people that they are a sentient being that needs to be treated with love and care so until the next episode guys thank you so much for joining me remember to rate review and subscribe make sure you are getting ready for the holidays and keeping your dogs safe during this time make sure they have identification on them and the front doors are not left open with visitors and all that crazy stuff happening um if you want to follow my dogs on social media at minx chihuahua at dodge shepherd on instagram we are on facebook we have the canine hoops well facebook group And until then, stay safe, be kind, wash your hands thoroughly, keep your dogs on lead around livestock, and don't let them eat chocolate frogs. Take care, guys. Bye. For more information on Hoopers, where to find classes, and Canine Hoopers World Instructor courses, find us on Facebook, like our page, join our free group, canine hoopers world you can follow us on instagram and we're also on twitter at canine hoopers check out our website www.caninehoopersworld.com remember canine hoopers world everyone's invited